Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy. Other other than in and out. (laughs) The reason I ask that is is that... um, we, we, I, I'm a, a real proponent of mindfulness. And mindfulness is the practice of being present in the moment and being a participant of what's going on in your mind and your body. And, and if you think about it, the very first thing we did when we came to the planet was to breathe in. And the very last thing we'll do when we leave is to breathe out. And it's the countless breaths between those two points that matter the most. Because each breath is what anchors us in the present moment, if we're conscious, where life is waiting for us to show up and fulfill our purpose for being on the planet. This morning I'm doing my, a presentation, which that's this one, The Art of Being, 101 Ways to Practice Purpose in Your Life. And I brought a sample of all these back there if you're interested in taking one home with you. But the, the whole point, the, the actually, the operative uh, term or in the title is the subtitle which is 101 ways to practice purpose in your life and probably the best way I could surmise it oh by the way I, I first want to integrate this idea that this this month CSL organization is working on the theme of integrity so across the country across the world this month the, the ministers and teachers are speaking about integrity spiritual integrity and I, I think it's a huge, hugely important aspect of living a life on purpose because we can't live a purpose-filled life if we're not living in integrity. And integ- spiritual integrity means that you're incorporating the awareness of God's presence in everything you do, not just here on Sunday mornings, but where you were, what you're doing last night, at Saturday, Saturday night at 10 o'clock, right? or what you do during the day, or what you're doing, doing when you're driving down the freeway. So integrity is bringing the, it comes from the root word integre, which means to bring the, the, the parts of our life into the whole. So when we live with spiritual integrity, we're allowing the presence of, our awareness of the presence of God to spill over into every aspect of our life. Not just our spiritual lives, but the lives of, of who we are as human beings as we walk on the planet. And so that's really the point of this book, this, this theme I want to talk to you about this morning is, the art of being. And the, probably the best way to set this up for you is to give you a, uh, a, a, a Reader's Digest version of the creation story because that's where the entire content of this talk came from. You ready? Here it is. Are you, are you ready? The, a Reader's Digest version of the creation story by Dennis Merritt Jones. Now you have to pay attention, listen closely because it moves very fast. In the beginning, there was only God. Still is the end. Thank you. <laughs> I know that's silly. That's, that's kind of corny, but it's true. Some people say, can you go a little deeper with that concept? Can you take that just a little bit deeper? And so, yeah, in the beginning, there was only God. 
And God so fully desired to know itself, to experience itself, to express its own divine nature. The only way that it could do it is to think itself into form and then become that form so it could know itself in through and as that form. You is it. I is it. We is it. Yes, that's not good English, but, but you get my point. <laughs> A great metaphor is this. Think of, think of it this way. You know, on, on the ethers of another plane before we show up here, God, the great no thing, which became the great everything, takes little globlets of itself and it puts out little globlets of, of its own spiritual nature out in front of itself and it says these are soul beings and God's speaking to these soul beings. Soul beings, I'm going to send you on a mission. Your purpose in life, you see that little speck of dust down there in that corner of the Milky Way galaxy? That's earth. Your purpose is to go there and be me. Take a breath. Now, in order to, to enable you to accomplish this purpose with deep understanding and meaning is I'm going to give you two things. First thing is I'm going to issue you a uniform for your mission. It's called a body. Don't get too attached to it because at the end of your mission you will return it. And by the way, what is your body? It is simply a carbon-based, biodegradable, disposable vessel that you're going to ride around in while you're journeying on the earth. And at the end of your journey you're going to eject and come back. Right? So the first thing you're going to be given is this vessel, this vehicle that you will ride around in called your body. Honor it. Respect it. And the second thing you're going to be given is a personality by means of which you'll create interesting learning dynamics, dynamics on the human, in the human condition. And if, before you leave, as you go, just shoot it, get ready to shoot it with the light. And God leans forward. And she whispers in our ear, By the way, when you get to earth, you will forget all about this conversation. <laughs> so here we are, awakening, remembering who we are and why we're. We wouldn't be in a spiritual community like this, kind of get a witness, if there wasn't something stirring within us that knows there's more for us to know, go and do and be while we're occupying this garment of flesh and bone here on this planet. Can I get a witness for that? This spiritual community is a community, I know this, my brother Tony so well, I know, I've known him for many, many, many years. He knows what I'm talking about, and he knows that you know what I'm talking about, and he knows how to bring that concept forward in the spiritual community. Okay? What I know is this, is that when living things that are on purpose, what is our purpose? To be the living vessel through which and as which and by means of which the infinite intelligence has fullness of expression. <laughs> That's a boundless idea. When, when living things are on purpose, the universe conspires for their good. Which, by the way, is the core of this book I just released, The Art of Abundance. I don't, uh, what the hell is the subtitle? Oh, the Ten Rules for a Prosperous Life. The universe supports us when we're living our lives on purpose, when we're consciously doing what we came here to do. And in order to do that, we need to be able to be conscious and present in the moment. Every avatar, when we're conscious and we're present in the moment, what we end up doing, operative words, conscious and present in the moment, what we end up doing is creating a life worth living. Because there's something within us that knows how to do that if we're present with it and listening to it and being guided by it. 
a life worth living. What did Socrates say about life worth living? Any uh, philosophers in here? The unexamined life is not worth living. And so, I have, I'm a, a real student of self-inquiry. And so, I would propose to you that probably every avatar, every teacher, I'm sure Tony at some time has done, presented these four, four questions that we are called to explore if we're going to be conscious, awake, involved, evolved human beings. First question is, who am I? Second question is, where did I come from? Third question is, <laughs> what am I doing here? What's the point of my being on, on this planet for this short period of time? And when I leave here, where am I going to go? Now, we've already arrived at the conclusion that if God is all there is, what's the, <laughs> the obvious answer to all four of those questions? Who I am is some aspect of the divine, right? What I'm doing here is being a vessel through which and as which it experiences its own divine nature, right? When I leave this planet, I go back into the ethers from which I came, nothing changes but form. And if you really want to conceptualize this, Whew, I love this. We're on a journey to a place we never left. Which is our oneness with Source. Our oneness with God. By the way, that, that's the theme. I'm not trying to sell you books this morning. That's the theme of, of your redefining moments, becoming who you were born to be. It's about guiding you back to who you were the moment you were born before the world got a hold of you and started covering you with all kinds of labels. So, I guess what I'm saying is we couldn't be any more spiritual if we tried. Right? We're already 100% spirit. Can I get a witness? How can, you, how can you be anything more of that which you already are 100%? Right? But what can you get? You can become more aware of it. There's a great story, an old story comes from the East, where a student was sitting on the riverbank trying to have that spiritual awakening. He was chanting vivaciously going, I am one with God, I am one with God, I am one with God, trying to talk himself into that awareness of his oneness with God. And a master teacher is walking through the woods and he observes this. We'll call the teacher Master Tony. And the master comes up and sits down next to the student who's chanting, I am one with God, I am one with God. And the teacher picks up his walking stick with one hand and his begging bowl in the other hand and he begins to chant, this is my stick, this is my bowl, this is my stick. This is my bowl. Pretty soon the student who's chanting, I'm one with God, I'm one with God, stops and says, hey, says to the master, can't you see I'm trying to have a spiritual experience here? Any fool can see that's your stick and that's your bowl. Of course the master says, and any fool can see you already are one with God. Why are you trying so hard to be that which you already are? You see, what I, the message is, even on our worst day on the planet, we're no further away from the presence of God than we are on our best day on the planet. If you all had, had those experiences of the valley experiences where you're stuck in that valley where it's dark and you feel separated and alone and it's just life is, you feel just disconnected and you could be having stuff going on in your life that's ugly. Am I alone? <laughs> and, and, and you've all had the mountaintop experience too, right? Where it's all love, light, blue skies, green lights and everything's wonderful, Right? The key is to understand that it, neither one of those is permanent. Okay? 
There's a great, there's a great, have you ever been in a hospital and seen an EKG monitor? It goes beep, 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 beep. What does that mean when it goes beep, 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 beep? This is audience participation there. What does that mean? It's a good sign. That's a good sign, right? What does this mean? Not a good sign. So my point is this, that we need the lows, the contrast of the lows and the highs in order to be in the human skin. And one's not better than the other. It just is what it is. The key is when we're in the valleys, not to pitch a tent and set up camp there and stay there and begin to build stories around that justify why we're stuck in the valley, which is what a lot of us do. Our friend Tom Costa, he had a saying that I loved. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't have to stop and build a condo there. (laughs) That's the point. On our journey of purpose, we'll have dark days and we'll have amazing days. And the, the key is to not get too attached to either because this too, as the Master said, shall change. How are you breathing? You know, as we spend the first, what, 30, 40 years of our lives learning how to do, we become really good at doing. Do, 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 do. You know, we, we, we're born, we get, we get education, we, get, we find the right and perfect spouse, we find the right and perfect job, we buy the car, we buy the house. Everything is linear. It's like this. Do, 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 right? We've, learned, we've been taught how to do that really well. But how many of us have taught, been taught to be? Doing, surface of life, the practice is to find a way to bring your being, the deepest part of your, your spiritual nature, up, 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 up into your conscious not mind and incorporate it with your doing at the same time. So your being and your doing are always intersecting as you move through life. That's living on purpose. See, In order to do that, you have to be conscious. And there's three questions that I'm going to give you you can ask yourself on a daily basis to see how well you're doing at being. They're very simple questions. The first one is, am I having fun? Can I get a witness for fun? True that. Am I having fun? And so, I guess the question, you know, what is fun? Where are you when you're having fun? Audience participation time. I, I asked this, I, I, I sang, I, I, I spoke at a church a while back in Hawaii, and I asked that question, where are you having fun? Some guy in the back room says, we're at the beach, dude. <laughs> Which is partly true, you could be at the beach having fun, but where are you in, in, in mind and time? Thank you. We're in the present moment. And you know, when we're present in the moment, and we're allowing ourselves to experience the emotion called fun, Fun in its highest vibration, oh, I'm going to my tippy toes, I like this, is joy. Joy. And joy can ooze through our pores in the most subtle ways, or in the most obvious ways, right? But you have to be present in the moment to experience fun. You'll notice that when you're having fun, your mind's not out someplace else. You're not thinking about what you're going to have for dinner or what the doctor said yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow. You're one with the experience, yeah? They had a great story. It's a true story. It's in The Art of Being. I was on a, a, a flight from Burbank, California to Las Vegas to do a, a retreat to, to present a seminar. And 
we just arrived over Las Vegas, and the pilot comes on the intercom. True story. He says, ladies and gentlemen, I've got some good news for you and some bad news for you. The good news is we've just arrived over Las Vegas. The bad news is they've shut down all the runways because we're encountering high desert winds, and they're going to have to circle around up here until they can get us in one at a time. So he says, buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a rough ride for a while. So please hold on and be patient. We'll get in eventually. No sooner did he say that, and, and the plane started hitting these pockets of turbulence. Have you ever been in an airplane that did this? Whoop, whoop, whoop. I mean, you know, it's turbulent when the stewardesses are holding on and going, that's, that's, that's kind of a ride it was. That went on for about 10, 15 minutes. Whoop, whoop, up and down like a roller coaster. And soon enough, the inevitable happened. Somebody fully utilized their air sickness container device. Which only inspired others to be equally as expressive in their discontent with what was going on. And shortly, the plane was not a very pleasant place to be. Right? And the plane continued to do this up and down, up and down. And the plane felt deathly quiet. It bouncing up and down. All of a sudden, I hear this whee coming from up the front of the cabin. Thought, what fool doesn't know? This is not enjoyable. Another minute. I look up to the front, about five rows up, there's a young woman with a toddler on her lap. And every time the plane would hit one of these turbulent pockets, the little guy would throw his arms up in the air and go, Everybody in the plane was glaring at him. But he was having fun. Come on, do that with me. Come on. No, you're on the top of the roller coaster, just ready to drop down. Here we go. Come on. Now, I only saw about half of you do that. One more time. Come on. Whee! Question. Where are you right now? You're in the present moment. You're not thinking about what was, what will be. And I ask myself, what does this little guy know that I don't? And then I realize it wasn't what he knew. This is what he did not know. He did not know. He was not taught to fear the ride. And I see everybody else on that airplane, their mind was already on the ground in the terminal. Their bodies were still on the airplane doing this. But this little guy, he wasn't taught to fear it, so he was one with the ride. So the metaphor and the obvious question is, how is the ride of your life going when turbulence hits? Can you stay conscious and be present in your body and allow yourself to find the gift of being present in the moment with whatever it is? Because if you look deep enough, it's there. Take a deep breath. Doesn't that feel good? Just to allow yourself to settle into presence. The second question you can ask yourself on a daily basis is this. Am I growing? Here's the question of a lifetime. What do living things do? They grow. What do living things that are not growing do? They slowly wither up and die. Yeah? Ernest Holmes, in the Science of Mind textbook, and I suspect that you, you've heard about this from now, by now, in one way or another, he refers to this principle called the creative divine urge. The creative divine urge is this intelligence that permeates every living thing. And if it could speak, it would say, I have to be more tomorrow than I was yesterday. 
I'm pushing out through all living things. Look at your hair. Look at your fingernails. Look at the things in nature. Everything that's alive and vital is growing. That's, they're, that's because they're on purpose. And in Ernest Holmes also referred to the, the universal imperative. Take a breath because this is it. Grow or die. If you're not growing, you die. You've lost your purpose. If you're not growing, and you know what? I'm talking. I'm not talking just about our physical bodies. I'm talking about any, the, anything that has life force in it. Our relationships. If our relationships don't grow and evolve, they slowly wither up and begin to die. They become stagnant. If our spiritual community does not grow and evolve, the same thing happens. The New Thought Movement, our careers, it doesn't matter what what we're talking about. If there's life force in it, if we're not growing and honoring this infinite impulse to push out, part of us has has given up the battle and will begin to rescind. Have Have you ever seen a potted plant that was root bound what's going on with that plant the roots it can't grow out right and so what's happening the roots are ch- turned in on themselves and choking it's the plant off and sooner or later that plant will die yeah but what happens the minute you take that potted plant that's root bound and you put it in a larger pot or even better yet the open ground what happens to that plant the roots turn out again and the life force surges through that plant and it thrives because it has found its purpose again. To be plant. I love metaphors. Here it is. Folks, some of us need to be repotted. It could be Repot, my wife and I, Diane, we repotted ourselves three years ago. We were stuck in California. We were, we were existing, but we weren't thriving. We repotted ourselves and moved to Florida. And a whole new life evolved and exploded from that. Amazing, amazing thing. Like we were talking about a career, we were talking about relationships, it doesn't matter. If it's, some of us need to look at how we can re-energize ourselves by stepping into the the. Conscious, intentional growth. You realize you cannot grow from the center of your box, this comfort zone, right? You can't grow there. All you're going to do is create another version of what you already know. The only way you can grow, and by the way, that's, that was the essence of this book, the, the Art of Uncertainty. Great book, but I don't say so myself. The only way you can grow is to come to the edge of your comfort zone and lean over and step into the unknown. Uncertainty. Because that's the field of all full potential. Until we step into it and out of the box, we'll never know. And so every one of us in this room, at some point in our lives, we're standing on the edge. And in order for us to, take, to, to move into what's next, to fulfill our purpose for being, we've got to step out of that box into the unknown and trust that there's something within us that knows, that put us here, that knows how to get us what is next. But we have a role to play. We have to be conscious enough to be willing to know that whether we're honoring our purpose for being on the planet or not. And as long as you're breathing, Richard Bach said that in his book, Illusions, he said, here's, here, here's a test to know whether your, your mission on earth is complete or not. If you're breathing, it's not. <laughs> so the, the, 
and oftentimes what, what keeps us stuck are the labels that we attach on ourselves that keep us from growing too. A lot of us are wearing the same labels that we were born with. They were given by somebody else and, and we've, we either live up to or down to those labels. We stay stuck in those labels. And if we begin to peel off those, what are some of the labels that we might wear? Well, it's beginning with our gender or our age or the color of our skin or our sexuality. It doesn't matter. We, we, we get stuck with these labels and we live in the confines of those labels and we begin to slowly wither until we're willing to start peeling off the labels that were affixed to us, that we put on ourselves and be willing to redefine ourselves by what we find at the very core beneath all those labels, which is what? Infinite intelligence. God. Oh. What if I could re- begin to redefine myself as a spiritual being rather than who my mom or my dad or my fourth grade teacher told me or whoever told me I was. What if I begin to redefine myself based on the spiritual aspects, the spiritual truth of who I know I am, who I came here to be, an individuation of the one? Maybe I'm not all those things that I was taught. Maybe I'm far more than that. Take a nice deep breath. The last question, and I think this is where we kick it through the goalposts, the last question we ask ourselves to, to really be clear on, on our ability to live a life of purpose and meaning. And I don't think this is unavoidable. This is something we have to address, embrace, and activate in our lives. And that question is, am I lifting others? Am I serving others? And, and let us not be confused. We don't have to go out and, and invent a new uh, cure for a disease in order to be serving others. Serving others is a very, very subtle thing. It can happen in our homes, on the highways. I serve others. I walk with my dog every day, and I look for broken glass and nails on the the street. I pick them up, and and I discard them. That's called good flat tire karma. I've never had a flat tire. (laughs) Now, I've had nails in my tires, but it didn't go flat. I was able to get it repaired while it still had air in it. My point is that you can be standing in the grocery store line, and the person in, in back of you, you hear them grousing or you sense that they've had a bad day. And all they need is somebody to turn to them and just smile and, and say one kind thing to them. You could change the entire course of their day by that. Or a neighbor passing in the street uh, or in your yard, just planting one positive thought in that person's mind that day. You know, the ripple effect is powerful. We have so much power by our, our actions to create a ripple effect that reach way out beyond the sphere of who we imagine we're touching. And that's a whole other t- conversation, another talk I will, I will pass on doing at this time, other than to remind you that who you are and what you do with who you are is significant and it matters. Never diminish that based on the fact that you're an individual. Wow. You know, in the, in, the, in the East, there's a term called seva. When we spiritualize our service to others, when we can bring the awareness of God's presence into what we do for others, small or big, we remember that we bring in the awareness of God's presence into that moment. We are actually, when we spiritualize that action, we're having a sacred experience. We're having a sacred experience. Think about this. Somebody said, God's a real prankster. 
Because God does it all with mirrors. We know there's only one of us here, right? Why does it appear to be so many of us? If God is all there is, what if I, so, so, what, so what if in, in our daily lives we could approach the people in our lives as a mirror? Can we do that? Yeah, you, you use you as my mirror. Thank you. So when I choose to look into, your name is Michelle. When I, it's even that's a label that somebody stuck on it. But when I choose to look into Michelle, look, look, not look at her, but to peel away all my judgments of who my ego says she is or isn't, and I look into her, I look past these windows of these eyes into the soul, I look deep enough in there, and I breathe, and in that moment I remember, wow, this is God looking at itself. In that moment, I know that. How is it possible that I could ever defile you or be prejudiced against you or to harm you to do anything other than to hold you in the highest regard and reverence? That's serving. Thank you for being there. Am I having fun every day? Am I growing? Am I finding ways to serve? You're in a great community where you, you have opportunities to grow. You've got classes going on all the time, right? Even if you had the classes before, get back into class. You're not the same person you were the last time you took the class. I've read the science of my textbook probably 20 times over the last 35 years. I've been a minister for 35 years. And when I read that book, I still see new stuff. So, so ask yourself, how can I begin to activate my intention to grow deeper, as well as how can I serve? Maybe it's in the spiritual community. Maybe it's at the local homeless shelter. I know you guys are very active in this community, in the homeless community. Get involved. Get involved. And ask yourself on a daily basis, am I lifting others? It doesn't take a lot to do. But when you incorporate those three aspects into your life on a daily basis, you'll discover that your life is on purpose. So when we, and this is a metaphor, but when we leave this planet and we knock on heaven's door, which of course heaven is what? It's a metaphor. Heaven and hell are metaphors, right? Or they're they're idioms. We knock on heaven's door. Before we're going to be able to evolve and move to the next level of our journey as soul beings, we're going to be asked two questions. And the first question is, did you learn to love? Did you learn to love? Not just some people. Not just those who are pleasant. But even those who to the senses are not. Did you learn to love well? And of course the follow-up question is, is the planet a better place today than it was the day you got there? Because you If you can answer yes to both of those questions, you will know you have served your purpose. You will have been the one, literally the one, capital O, who has stepped through the portal of being 
And you have literally been the one who has brought heaven to earth. That is living a life of meaning and purpose. That is why you have come. All the rest is gingerbread. Enjoy the journey. You have a precious sacred community here. Beautiful leadership. Big heart. Let this community grow. Look around. Ask yourself, what can I do to help this community grow? Bring friends. Talk this community up to others. You can do that. This, this community, the larger community, deserves what you have here. Would you agree with that? Then come take it on yourself. To have fun. And bring people here to have fun. Grow. Evolve. Enjoy. You are loved. Peace. Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.